Hi, Chris. Hello, Rob. Welcome to the 10-Minute Design Chat. Thanks very much, mate. Let's talk about the life cycle of a game idea. Rome wasn't built in a day, and neither was Concordia. So today, let's unravel the life of a game design from a passing thought to a playable thing. We've got a guest today. Our guest today is probably the most well-known guest we've had. It's Mother Nature. Oh, I thought you were going to say Michael Caine then. Oh, no, it's it's Mother Nature. Boo. <laughs> She's more important, un- unfortunately, than Michael Caine. I hate to say it, but it's true. Fine. Um, and Mother Nature wants to know, she wants to know about it in nature terms. So I want you to tell me, Rob, what? how are you going to summarise the life cycle of a game idea with a nature theme? Well, hello, Mummy Nature. Um, <laughs> I see you want to know about the life cycle of a game idea. Well, it's very simple, actually. There's a seed, a little seedling. You know what those are. Um, and that seed is an idea. And sometimes you get the idea and you plant it yourself. And sometimes somebody plants that idea for you. And then, with enough sunshine and water and care and attention, that idea, that little planty seedy, starts to grow. And as it grows, and grows bigger, and requires more maintenance, and more sunlight, and more water, it reaches a point where it's able to spread, spread its ideas further, and start to bring them to other games, and start to make cool new mechanics you didn't even realise you'd get into at the beginning, and maybe the whole plant will change colour, and do all this crazy stuff. And then eventually, once it's had its day in the sun and all that beauty, it will slowly wither, and die. And let its let its nourishment spread across your other seedlings, so they can grow. Does wow, that, that makes sense, Mother Nature. That was epic. <laughs> Mother Nature is so pleased; she's going to give you a full week of glorious sunshine before yes. the autumn starts. Yes, <laughs> get it. <in>. Congratulations. <laughs> so yeah, let's start with the first one we talked about. So uh, that planting of the seed, germination, if you like. So. This is where the idea starts, isn't it? And this is that spark of creativity. It can be anything. It can be you've played another game and you've you've thought, oh, this would be good if we took this part of the game and we transplanted it into another game. I suppose that's like hybridising your roses or your other plants you've got at home. Um, but it could just be you're walking down the street and it just ping, there it is, an idea. And what do you do in that situation, Rob? Because that can be quite inconvenient. Oh, it can be really inconvenient. You know, you could be midway through a meet- an important meeting and then all of a sudden your mind is wandering off into the land of fairy tale and it's like, what do I do with this? It's um, it's different for everybody. Um, but for me personally, my phone is full of random notes and I'm not they're not full-fledged ideas. They literally could just be a funny me- interaction of a game that I saw and I was like, oh, I'd like that to happen. I'd like this. I want people shouting because someone's stolen something from somebody else. Like, that's, that's the thing. Um... It may be that I see somebody at work and I'm like, I wonder how it would, how I would gamify um, making sushi um, or filling a petrol tank, being somebody that just like goes around and fills cars. And ultimately, a lot of the time it's my phone. If I'm lucky in my notebooks nearby, I'll throw it in there um, and usually just a sprawling note and I'll come back to it later. What about you, Chris? I'm very similar. So I um, I like to take a notebook with me if I can. Obviously, sometimes I just don't have space or whatever. Um, and in those situations where I've got that kind of that nervous energy of I need I know I need to get this idea down, otherwise it's going to fly off in the wind. That seed is going to be blown into someone else's <laughs> field. Um, 
in that situation, I think my phone comes out. So I use to-do lists on my phone, mm-hmm. uh, like the digital ones. And I put like the top line headline as the game name or whatever, or game ideas, and then just put quick like things I can tick off as I go through them later. And so you know, you've you've just got this idea, you've managed to document it, however that is, you know, whether that be voice notes, whether that be, you know, hieroglyphics written on your wall in Sharpie, it doesn't matter. You've got the idea down, so it's not going to go anywhere. And you then have to go through the stage of sort of growing that idea. Now, this process, this part of the whole cycle, I would say, takes the longest. This is the bit where you might plant a bunch of different seeds and only some of them are going to grow. And at this point is when it's time, for me at least, to sort of start to take that scrolling note in my phone or my notebook and put it into, I have a, I have sort of two notebooks, I have my sprawling notes one and then I have my game design notebook. Now, I wouldn't say it's organised, um, but at least I know everything's in there. So it's one place, which I think is really useful, like having one spot where you can go and just start to flesh these ideas out. Um, But at this point, you start to think about things like the theme, you know, an interaction such as I want people shouting because they've stolen something. Well, what theme could that be? Is this a robbery game? Is this a game where that's just a mechanic and it's a completely different thing, like a cooking game where someone's stolen the knife that you need to use? Um, It's at this point where I start to play with how I want that thing, that part of a game, that mechanic, that piece to start working with a wing condition and uh, and uh, how do you begin and uh, and what's the cool stuff you know I usually start with what's the cool stuff that always gets me excited what about what about you Chris how you've got your idea and now you you want to make it grow how do you do that so I find and you'll hear this said in many many podcasts books things about game design I just need to get a prototype down and I feel, to me, the prototype is the soil of this analogy. Yeah. You can have a seed, and you can carry that seed in your pocket all you like, and it's not going to do that much. What it needs is a medium to grow in. And for me, making that prototype is putting that seed in the soil, and it can start to sprout. And you can find out what it likes, what are the right conditions, you know. Do I need to chop this bit out? Do I need to do that? And you can start to get other people's opinions. Do you like my plant? Mm. What do you think about its leaves? Should I prune it? You know, you can't do that unless the seed is growing. And I think that, for me, getting that prototype stage is the most important point for me. And that's what I used to wait to do. Yeah. And that was a mistake. The single best, the single biggest thing, no question, that progressed my interest in board game design to then being, like, fully board game designing and getting a published game out was taking years of just having ideas in my head and then one day I actually physically made a prototype. And you're right, you can then see the plant and you can see whether you've got it in the right part and you can see what you need to change. And, and it is definitely the biggest thing. you just got to make a prototype. Yeah, and the, the growth medium is different for different games. So you might want to do it with physical cards. You chop some bits of paper up, you stick them in card sleeves. You might want to do it on tabletop simulator. That might work better for your game. But I think just getting it going making those changes finding out what's good finding out what's not good is is the point um that you need to get to and in doing so open yourself up to thinking oh this could change or oh maybe this bit isn't good for this game however maybe we can transfer it into another game and that kind of brings us on to that sort of reproduction we were talking about the fact that this this idea can become different smaller ideas that then can grow independently of the the mother game um and so Thinking of that, Rob, have you had games where you've had a little bit you've had to take out or you've thought this would be better in a different game? And how has your game reproduced? 
you know, it's it's kind of funny because the plant theme works really well with this. I literally did some gardening uh, over the weekend. I have this gorgeous little spider plant, and it ended up growing all these little seedlings, all these little spiderettes, as they're called. And I've just repotted them as new spider plants, and they're going to grow into their own ones, and they're going to make their own ones. And that's kind of how it works. I think one of the things that's um, one of the best things about game design is that you are constantly making a toolbox you're constantly inventing little bits and bobs and those bits and bobs they may not they may not work with the game that you originally set out to make but they might stand on their own as a game they might stand they might be you might be designing something you know two years later and there's a cut mechanic you took from a game you're like bingo i've got it and you'll slot it in and it works perfectly um and i think that for me um a great example is there's a game that i i was going to enter into a contest and i just didn't get around to it but i finished the game called explode ice and i've i invented this cool mechanic it's about this dice moving thing and that that mechanic it's a game in itself. It already works. Great. I love, really enjoy it, right? But the mechanic I've built, I'm like, I love this. And I am now trying it in a fantasy theme. I'm trying it in a conversation-style game. I'm trying it in, like, a uh, sort of real-time um, co-op um, sailing game. But the point is, is that I, I made this thing. I grew this plant. And that plant was great. And now I'm like, how do I make that into more? How do I bring that more into these areas? But, I mean, it can open yourself up to more game ideas when you say Chris have you ever had that yeah I've had it lots of times and I've got games where I thought oh this would be good but it doesn't quite fit here and then I've just sort of left it in the notebook or left that prototype bit to the side and come back to it later and thought oh let's have a go at this again and see how we go and I think that's part of it isn't it it's important to know when part of a game doesn't work which brings us on to the final stage Rob which is death and don't be mournful Death is an important part of this life cycle. It's just as important as all the rest of it. So death in a board game is a very wide term. When does your board game idea die, to say? From that point of view, is it the last time you look at that lovely prototype that you've kept on your shelf? Is it is it when you box it and put it on the shelf and no, I ain't going to touch that again? Is it when you've finish the game and it's brilliant everyone loves it and you've published it and it's all done you don't need to work on it anymore you don't really have any plans for anything more than that i think the key thing about it is it's it's really not a bad thing it's 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 a necessity of being creative um and sort of deciding when you are going to put those plants away you know maybe they didn't survive that cold winter and that's fine you can always plant more i think that it's um it's kind of interesting chris so you've made a you've probably made loads of designs i'm sure for every design that's seen a contest or seen the light of a prototype there's there's tens of ones that have just found found their death like how do you when do you know when to show of a game and how do you think it's actually helped you reach those successful plants I think it's when I get to the point where I don't think, even though I'm changing things, it's not adding anything. It's not altering the game in any measurable way. And that can be early on in the design. That could be, you know, that could be in the growth stage. That could be in the germination stage in some situations. And I think at that point, I just get a feeling that I'm like, this isn't quite what I was after or this isn't. I've got new things that I think would be better. And what I don't mean by that is once you get past the exciting bit, don't carry on because there's always that. There's always that to do it, but give it a chance. But if it's just not, you know, scratching that itch, it's time to say good night off to the prototype box in the sky. <laughs> or under, yeah. under my bed as it is, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> mine's like in a nice box on the shelf over here with just mixed cards from different games I've made up. <laughs> 
But before we close out, Rob, I think we need to talk about an optimistic part of this final part of the cycle, which is reincarnation. Because just because you've put a game on the shelf and you think that it's composting down, it might be that it, you know, it provides the nutrition for a future seed to grow. And taking it back out and looking at it again might be the key. I think that there's there's something quite nice about having all my ideas and all my prototypes in one place. And every now and then I'll just open them up and it's almost a museum. It's a museum of how far you've come. And even just for that, giving you a bit of a boost to sort of realize that you are doing this, like you're doing this and you're kicking some butt. Like that's, that's, that's worth its weight in gold anyway. But as we were sort of saying, like, there are so many times when that the memory of another board game you made is going to start taking you off on a new adventure and it's going to become the fertile soil for which more seeds can grow. Um, I think there's so many games and ideas that I've been like banging my head against trying to finish and then just sort of put them aside and there is a bit of release from that but that doesn't mean they're gone Chris. It just means that they're coming back as another beautiful reincarnation of a new plant. With that beautiful, heartfelt closing statement, I think it's time for us to say goodbye, Rob. Before we do so, have you got any final thoughts? Embrace it. You're going to have loads for every idea you make. You're going to have another 10 for every 10 ideas you make. One of them's going to grow into a beautiful plant. But I think, um, yeah, just accept there is a time to cultivate those plants and let them grow. And, you know, let the week die off. <laughs> so we could be strong. <laughs> strong together <laughs> i think that what i would say is that even the ugly plants have a job yeah definitely with that rob i say goodbye and i'll see you at boardgamebud.com farewell to you chris i'll see you at 10 minute designchallenge.co.uk this has been a 10 minute design chat on the life cycle of a game idea thank you very much for listening and have a think about what stage of the life cycle your games are in what can you do to move them on